What's up, y'all? It's your girl, KB. Raffinette here. And welcome to another Heart Convo with KB. KB. My name is definitely KB. KB and Raffinette. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? I hope everybody... They said they good. They said they good. <laughs> good. I hope everybody is well, for real, for real. Um, I know we missed you guys last week, like legit. I, Monday, or sorry, not Monday, Sunday came and I was like, man, I wish we would have had the capacity to, to do a, a podcast, but I absolutely did not. It's been more than like a million things going on in my life. And so I literally like had no time to reach out and to connect with, with rap. And so we, and actually today, we finally like got all of our like furniture into our new home because we just transitioned from being in an apartment to being in a home and now uh, my daughter is like lit <laughs> off the fact that she's got space her own space she don't have to share it with my office slash studio slash guest room <laughs> and so yeah we're just in a new season it's just been a whole lot happening but I'm excited to be back um, on the podcast talking with you guys and so again we apologize for not being um, up in live last Sunday but we're here now and we want to talk and so how how the last couple weeks been for you Raffinette? Pretty regular my life is pretty consistent usually not a whole bunch of variation work all week and either church on the weekends or recouping on the weekend so that I can go do work again during the week yeah do you like the fact that your life is that way like do you like the routine do you like the predictability do you like that Uh, for the most part yeah I'm very structured and organized so things being all over the place and chaotic is is, I'm not here for that (laughs) so I know when I gotta go to work I know what time my groups are I know when I have individuals when I get off work, I'm done with work. And so my evenings pretty much are the same throughout the week. And then weekends are my time to recharge and not look at people. So this weekend in particular was important for me to recharge and be away from people because I had a bad attitude at work this past week. And Tuesday, I told my coworkers, I was like, I'm just going to put my music in because if I don't, somebody's going to say good morning to me and I'm probably going to snap. And it took all the way to Friday for me to realize that I had been with people since the previous week, Monday. So Monday to Friday worked, did church Saturday, Sunday, worked Monday to Friday. And I was like, I could go the next three weeks and not see another person. (laughs) Literally. I believe you. I was so over it, and I and I I really did, I couldn't pinpoint it. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I am just not. I'm not. And so they were like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. I was like, I'm heavily introverted. I'm surprised I hadn't realized earlier. But so this weekend is like, I don't want to see anyone. I mean, I went to church for Easter, but I went on Saturday, and came right on back home. Mm. Got you. Listen, I'm glad that you were able to kind of realize like, oh, this is why I'm in a place, you know, Um, and even though it wasn't as quickly, maybe as it has been in other, you know, scenarios, like the fact that you got to that place, I think is healthy and you know yourself, you know what you need um, to recruit, to recoup and refresh. And I think that that's 
That's amazing. Really, I think that's what we all should be striving for to get to that space where we know ourselves. We can tell when something's off about our temperament, our attitude, and and then know what we need in order to fix it. I will say that I get to those places, but I don't know that I'm in that place until I do something life giving. And I'm like, oh, this was nice. (laughs) Usually I'm just going, 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 going. And then, like, for example, this past um, Monday, a friend of mine was like, hey, I got tickets. You're coming. And she had mentioned it to me like a few weeks before, but I had forgotten. And so she was like, hey, this Monday, remember, I got tickets. And we went to see a group called Tank and the Bengas. Oh, my goodness. She's amazing. The girl Tank. She's awesome. Well, anyway, um, while I was out, I realized like, oh, this felt good to go to a show, to hear some live music, to be with people that I'm not usually with. Like, I'm here for that. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah. I feel you. Sometimes we just need to kind of shake it off, you know, like kind of shake up the norm or pull away for a little bit. You know, at least for me, I needed to shake it up. You needed to pull away. And so, yeah, I'm glad you know yourself. And I think that's a good question, I think, for my listeners. Like, you know, like what what do you guys think? You know, you guys are hearing uh, Raffinay's story. Can you relate? <laughs> Can you relate to that? Hitting that wall, being in that space. Can you relate to not really knowing what you need until you get it? You know, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I need that. I would love to know. I would love to know. Raphne would love to know. We would love to know. And so, um, yeah. Well, you know what? This week we are talking about a topic actually that Raphne picked. And I'm really excited to talk about it just because I don't know that it's talked about often. So this week we are talking about caddy. No. Mm -mm. Go ahead, Raphne. You can go ahead and set that up. I, was about I didn't to... pick this topic. Somebody from you, IG picked this topic. This was a submitted topic. Oh, but was it? Oh, great. It was. Okay. I no. Okay. I go through the list and I say, "Here's one." So, Wait, so, so, okay. So, what is the topic exactly? I was about to make up five words, so I just figured. I'd well, what they typed up was why women are catty with each other. Whatever I text you, that's what they said. Why are let me see. Why women are catty with one another. That's exactly what they sent in. Okay. So, so let's define Not my catty. idea. Okay. All right. I don't know I what they mean. Well, you don't know what um, catty means? I mean, I don't know what they meant when they submitted it. When I think about catty, I think why women are maybe confrontational with one another. When I think about like a... When I hear catty, I think about maybe like a cat fight. Mm. So... Um, being confrontational or picky, picking at one another, potentially. I don't know if that's what they meant, but that's what's in my brain. Sure. Yeah, I thought, I mean, why, why do women, like, backbite, talk about each other, um, always being some drama with their words, you know, just not loving in their speech, but very, like, either aggressive or, like, vindictive or with an intention to hurt you know like that's what I think when I think Uh about caddy cattiness so yeah let's just go ahead and jump right into it um do you do you think you're a caddy person have you ever been caddy I don't think I'm a caddy person probably because I have a bend towards I don't care (laughs) so I'll look at stuff and be like, I'm too busy. 
and I'm moving <laughs> along to the next thing. So I, when I see stuff like that, I'm just like, that's silly. And as I think about this, I, I wonder, I don't think women are only catty with other women. I think the way that it manifests itself with other, with women is probably different because maybe women have a similar style of relating than a woman to a man does. Mm. So I think a woman can be naggy and nitpicking and confrontational with a man, but it's going to manifest itself in a different kind of way because a man is going to respond in a different kind of way versus being met with someone that is going to match what it is that you're giving potentially. Mm. That may not always be the case, but that's what immediately comes to mind. And I just, I think one of the things I heard, and I don't know where I heard this, maybe at a conference or somewhere on a video, but just that we as women should really seek to not be in competition with each other. And I think that could be a large source of this cattiness because you see things in other people that you desire or you like or that bother you. And we try to pick at those things. And instead of maybe celebrating the things that we see within our sisters and supporting mm-hmm. that stuff and mm-hmm. speaking well of those things. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. I would, I feel like nagging and cattiness are not the same. Um, not that you were saying that they were the same, but when you threw out that word, you know, nagging, especially in, re- in regards to relationships with men, it feels a bit different, you know. when it comes to women like we walk into rooms and we're sizing up the women in the room we're comparing ourselves to them we have co-workers we're like I, I don't understand why that is common um do you have any thoughts about that I think sometimes it can speak to our own insecurities mm. so if I am in some kind of way insecure about something within me if I go into a room full of women it might be easier for me to make fun or pull out an imperfection in someone else in that room to maybe draw attention away from myself to seem like the cool kid on the block. I don't know. Um, I just think, and I think sometimes when I think about society as a whole, there's this sometimes need or, desire people have to keep up with other people mm-hmm. you know you hear that keep up with the joneses mm-hmm. and so i think sometimes that competition factor comes in there if you see someone that is more well off than you if you think they're prettier than you if you think they get more attention than you do if you think they got the quote-unquote good hair whatever i think that can drive us to this place of competition because it's like well they got something and so i want to 
point something out that's maybe not so great about them. She real pretty, but I want to point out something that's not so pretty about her. But I'm not because I'm like, why not just say that though? Why not just be like, oh my gosh, like you're you're so pretty, like or like you killed that, you know, like sis, like that that presentation at work, or listen, that outfit right now, come on, like you know, like I don't understand why the affirmation you know why it's like oh I have to tear her down in order to make myself feel elevated you know what I mean like I, I and I'm not gonna I'm not trying to make this sound like oh this is such a foreign concept like I I don't understand why people do this like, <laughs> you know like that's not where I'm coming from as much as I'm I'm asking these questions because I I don't understand the benefit you know it, or what what we're convinced will be beneficial you know in the moment and I I don't know I just wish people felt the freedom to live their most like authentic in within them their most authentic selves you know like I want people to feel the freedom to be who they are and to bring whatever it is that they bring to the table like to the table because everybody brings something so I don't think there's a need to feel threatened or to be in competition with other people because you're you and you're the only one of you you know what I'm saying like so I don't know but yeah, I, I, I agree with the insecurity bit. Um, I think it's also a defense mechanism. <laughs> I think it's also a way of coping. Um, so I think some people actually live in drama. Like they 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 thrive in those environments. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, it's normal. Yeah, like, oh, I, th- this makes me comfortable when there's something going on, when people have, you know, issues and are just in a plate. Like that for some people is their everyday regular situation and to me I'm like absolutely not so then you start talking about health right and uh not kind of fanning that flame of you know pettiness or being dramatic or tearing people down or whatever and then people just don't know what to do it feels uncomfortable and awkward and you know what I'm saying I just yeah but and I don't understand why people would want to stay in drama you know um but again I I know it's because they've made a home there they found comfort there they've found some sense of false satisfaction you know there and and whatever bonds they they feel like that they're building with other people who join them in that those are all false as well like they're not those those relationships aren't being built on a true sense of like genuine you know what I'm saying like the things that require relationships I think to to thrive and to be healthy that's not what you're building relationships on when you're finding other people who will be catty with you you know who will be petty with you who are also you know in a in a spirit of competition all the time you know and can't lift you know their sister up and so listen I don't I don't know why I, I don't know if the culture has kind of you know told us that this is what women do and this is all we have the capacity to do but I just think it's it's a mess I think it's whack I think women can be in health and and have be having hard combos with one another and can you know like be encouraging one another and so yeah that's that's just kind of where I'm at with that I wonder if sometimes people are catty because they assume they know how the other person is going to respond so they like if I if I try to have a conversation with her, she going to pop an attitude with me. So I'm just going to, maybe they don't say these words, but I'm just going to jump the gun and I'm going to go in with an attitude about X thing. Instead of maybe trying to be more open to, hey, I don't know what's going to happen because I'm not a fortune teller and I cannot predict, I cannot see and or predict the future. Sure. So let me just give it a shot and see what happens. And I think what you're describing about, just people thriving in drama 
for some people, that is normal life. They they have built connections and closeness, or what they believe to be closeness, around difficulty or drama or confrontation. And so I think you have to be really careful with that because then in order to feel close and or connected, that always has to be happening, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, in my field, that would totally be considered unhealthy. Um, But it does happen. People sometimes do find themselves in this place of like, we're not connected unless we argue and are mad at each other. And I'm just like, Mm. that sounds exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that sometimes, you know, uh, just kind of piggybacking off of that, not wanting, I don't want to be too far away from the topic, but I do think that sometimes that too good to be true thing is there. You know, people almost feel like they have to sabotage like a good thing, or we just kind of almost don't believe that something can just be good just to be good, you know? Um, and so that's a whole nother thing. I'm sure we could talk about in another episode, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot that comes with this whole notion of being catty. I, I, I think catty is a very surface, like this question kind of really just scratches the surface of some super deep issues, you know? And um, I would say that women who feel the the need to be catty, like, to tear other women down, to talk about other women, to not believe the best about other women, to be a woman that like plants seeds of strife and just tension and discord, like all that stuff. Um, I would agree with Raph and they are insecure in some way. Um, I would say that they're not most comfortable in their most authentic self. Like they don't know who they are. And so, or they feel like they're forging bonds with other people through that, that type of interaction. And I would just say that those are false connections. Those connections aren't like long, like you cannot find someone else who will listen to the backbiting, who will agree with your foolishness and expect for that relationship to be one that thrives. (laughs) Like it just doesn't make any practical sense to me, but yeah, I, I know that it's something that's prevalent amongst women. I would say the culture probably pits us against one another often in the media and on TV, you know, like this is kind of how we have mm-hmm. to respond. But I just want to, I just want to say that we, I don't think that that's the case. I think that women can be affirming to one another. They can support one another, lift one another up, um, hope, be hoping the best for the other, whether or not it has anything to do with you or connected to you and your, your um, advancement. Like I think women, we can be one another's like number one fan and cheerleaders and, you know, supporters. And we don't have to be petty and, you know, if we're in, if we are in an interaction with another woman where something's happening and we don't like it, or you like a guy and he don't like you, but he like her. And now you're like, <laughs> just picking at her and trying to tear her down and make, to make yourself feel better about the fact that he's interested in someone who like, he's missing out. <laughs> like all of that is just, listen, it's all just surface cover up for like a deeper issue of you feeling isolated or unsatisfied with your life or just not experiencing joy or whatever it might be for you and so yeah I it's possible to function in health I think that I just so I I look up this word caddy Mm -hmm. one definition says deliberately hurtful in one's remarks or spiteful Mm -hmm. and then another one says um if one is being caddy they are being subtly or indirectly indirectly insulting and one definition says, like, mean or hostile, subtly hostile in an effort to hurt, annoy, or upset. 
particularly among women. Mm. And I think, I think it's easy for women to be mean because, because it doesn't have to be this overt thing. I like this, like these, uh, several of these definitions talk about being subtle. And I think women can sometimes be masters of being subtle and very covert Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. what it is that they do and what they say. Mm -hmm. We can snicker among ourselves and no one really know. And sometimes we can experience those things within ourselves too. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be that I've, you know, said something out loud to be hurtful. I may may think something just within me about someone else. And we can whisper about that and it not be this big thing that's broadcast to other people. And it makes me think about just, I think sometimes it's easy to be unkind because we can find things that we don't enjoy or that we don't like or that we want to point out and magnify and make larger Mm -hmm. for the purpose of my own gain or to puff myself up, but also maybe for my own entertainment just because I get a kick out of it. And I think it's funny. I um, was talking with a friend, a childhood friend, not too long ago, actually, a couple months ago, and we were just talking about how we were when we were teenagers. And I was like, we were mean girls. Mm. And she was like, we were, because she was, she had asked me if I remembered this girl. And I was like, I have no idea who that is. She gave me her, her government name. And so then she told me what we used to call this girl, her nickname, and I won't repeat it. But Thank you. I was like, Oh, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> and I was just like, why don't I know her regular name? Like, why do I only know her by this nickname that we called her? And when she told me that, I was like, oh, my God, that's awful. Why did we call her that? I was like, we were mean girls. And she was like, I think we were. <laughs> and I was like, that's awful. And we talked about how no one said anything to us because we were the cool kids. This was in our church. And so we were the cool kids in our church. We were well known in our church. Our parents and godparents and um, aunts and stuff worked at the church, had been at the church for years. Most of us had been there since we were little kids. And so nobody said anything to us. We were the church babies. But I was just like, that's awful that we were that mean to other people. But people... I mean, they didn't say anything to us because we were who we were and they just let us make it. Wow. Yeah, I listen, I I I love those definitions that you brought to the conversation. I think that they're excellent. I love the emphasis on that subtlety as well. Um, I feel like I was not a mean girl. <laughs> um, yeah, you. No, not not <laughs> like Raphne is the mean girl, guys. But you know, I was not. <laughs> no, I just as I'm thinking about like high school, like going back, like I that kind of stuff really like because you know I'm I'm justice oriented. I'm always trying to protect somebody. Like I'm always here for the underdog, the person that nobody want. Like so, you know that's that kind good of, for that, real. I'm just saying that kind of stuff be making me mad. Like, no, so I'm being I, serious. That is good for real. I used to in high school feel like I used to try to like stand up to the bullies that were bullying people. Like, I remember in art specifically in 
middle school, remember there was this one girl, you you just kind of knew that she didn't have much. She legit wore the same shirt, pant, belt, shoes. So like, but her outfit was kept, you know, but it was the same outfit every single day. And um, I remember like, um, just, you could just tell like from just visually looking at her like okay she comes from maybe a tougher situation but she was about her business though like I remember like she she was attentive in class she kind of minded she kept herself like you know like and so anyway this this dude he was like the class clown thought that he would like come to her locker and like make fun of her and her locker was next to mine and I don't know I listen everything in me I mustered up every bit of courage I had to step to him and be like Hey, like, and I won't say what I said <laughs> because, because I remember. Listen, I was it, it wasn't nice, um, but, but I wasn't trying to be nice. <laughs> but at the time, I just felt like this is this is the right thing to do. It's to stand up for for her um, to him. And I don't know. I just I just kind of always been that person. Like, I'm not necessarily the person who laughs like when people trip. You know, like people will trip and people will laugh or. People like will be made fun of and people get kicked. Like I'm not that kind of person. So, so when I think about this notion of like cattiness and like that feeling, like I've been there when like something has happened and there are people like snickering and you don't quite know what's going on. But then also in my personality, I'd be like, Oh, something happened and I'm not quite caught up. What happened? Like I would just kind of call it out and like ask. And, you know, in high school, I don't expect anybody to really say anything and give it (laughs) an explanation, but you know, like I just, I don't know, like I never really kind of got caught up in that. Um, Not to say that I couldn't. Um, I think that something that I for sure have gotten caught up in is gossip and oversharing. So Mm -hmm. not from this like heart of like intentional, I want to hurt you, but I have hurt people because I've overshared, you know, Um, or I've shared things that weren't mine to share, you know, and broken trust in that in that way. So I don't know. I just wanted to share that piece just to kind of play both sides of it, right? As you're talking about being the mean girl, then I'm like, you know, <laughs> that wasn't really me. But at the same time, also admit, like, although I don't think that I've been, like, catty, like, you know, at different points in my life, I for sure have overshared and have fallen into gossip because I'm, you know, sharing information that's not mine to share with with whatever the intention is, even if it's, like, with intent, not intention to tear someone down, um, but just, you know, kind of breaking that, like crossing that line maybe depend you know depending on the person or whatever so yeah yeah anyway i think one of the biggest things i've learned to kind of get away from this being mean and cruel is to like i was mentioning earlier like celebrate the things that we see in one another and even if it's small subtle things i think about my coworkers. Every now and then we will leave sticky notes or cards on one another's desk. Yeah. That's just good. about, you know, random things. Just, it, I mean, the field I work in is, is tough and it's emotionally draining sometimes. So it's nice to get a little note from one of your coworkers. that's like, man, I really admire this about you. And it's like, oh, that's kind. Like it doesn't take much, in my opinion, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. us to point out the things that we do enjoy or that we like or that we admire about other women. And I think that minimizes the likelihood that you will bend towards pointing out flaws or trying to be mean or cruel to someone or pointing out the stuff that, you know, you could draw out to get you a little bit of entertainment when you swing it on that other side and just like, man, 
what do, what do I notice or see in you that I can celebrate? Or um, if I find myself being cruel or mean, like stopping and asking, like, was that cruel? Was that mean? Did I, what was the intention behind me doing and or saying that thing? Was I doing it for the purpose of being liked and being cool or being able to be entertained or to tear them down in some kind of way? Mm-hmm. Because if, if that's something that you do naturally, I think your awareness of my intention behind it will be decreased because it's just your normal. It's your default. And so it'll take some time to create a new normal and create a new pattern and habit. For sure. I would also say, oh, sorry. I would also say that um, it's helpful to have people in your life who can tell you about yourself as well to be like, hey, you're doing that thing again. You know, or, uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. you know, when you do say something side sideways or, you know, come out your neck, outside your neck about something, you know, like having people that can just be like, uh-uh, that ain't right, you know, uh, or mm-hmm. uh-uh, check that or whatever. Um, I think it's also helpful. So it doesn't put all the pressure on you to be able to like, like to have to like continue to live and then check yourself and, you know, be aware of every little thing, you know, but to have people who you've had that conversation with you be like, Hey, I'm really trying to work on this. So can you hold me accountable, you know, to doing that? Um, And then also I think practically um, you were talking about just like writing notes and stuff because it doesn't take much. I think that that's amazing. Um, I am just, I try to be just in the habit of like celebrating things, you know, like whenever I see them, I mean, I was with my women's group a couple months ago we were in the mall and um a woman was walking with twin like a twin stroller set uh and I was like from across and then had like these heels on like you could just tell like they were fresh but she was out and dressed and I was like from across the mall was like you better you better have twins oh my god (laughs) and they put you you are killing it like because I was just so proud of her (laughs) you know like one for having the fact that she birthed twins is a whole thing um she might have adopted them either way she got to (laughs) and they they real little it and the fact that she had kind of dressed up and was like you know like I'm gonna get out and do something for me like it seemed you know just kind of looking on I just felt like that was worth celebrating (laughs) I think us women like we should feel the freedom to do that with other people with other women we should feel the freedom to just love on other women encourage other women because honestly it's hard out here it's hard out here being a woman sometimes. And so to know that there are other women who see us, like to acknowledge other women, just to speak, to smile, like your nonverbal say the most, you know, like speaking a head gesture, like, you know, holding the door, whatever, like those are just some practical things that I think kind of pull us away from this culture of catty or culture of unhealth or being petty or mean or cruel or whatever, you know, and kind of put point us in the direction of, uh, healthy interactions with one another and that positive, you know, encouraging, uplifting kind of community. So anyway, that's, that's, those are my thoughts for today. You got anything else? I do. So I, there's a podcast that I listened to by um, Amina Brown and it's called her with Amina Brown. And at the end of every episode, so she interviews a guest every week So at the end of every episode, she asked the person that she's interviewing, if you could give a she did that award to someone, who would it be? And so, I mean, the answers are broad and vast. Some people say like their their mom. Some people have just 
mentors that they admire. One lady said she would give it to Beyonce. Like she's like Beyonce is out here doing it, and I think if as we're walking away from this, I would encourage people to think about that. Like who could you celebrate and be like, you know what? You killing it like you did to the lady in the mall. And it doesn't have to be that you yelled out to a random stranger. <laughs> it could be, or it could be someone in your life and like, take it, take a step and just shoot them a text, send them a tweet, whatever. I don't know. Call them, put it on Instagram or just, Send them some snail mail. I love snail mail. And (laughs) celebrate someone, a woman, this week. Like, be intentional to celebrate someone this week. Because I think that you just never know the impact they may have on them. And you'd probably be surprised of how it makes you feel to celebrate someone else as well. Mm -hmm. For sure. Here's my tip to giving uh, compliments. I don't know who told me this, but... I was told that whenever you give a compliment, don't lead with I. Don't lead with what? Don't lead with I. So this is kind of my final thought. Like, so instead of saying like, oh man, I really love your sweater. You would just say your sweater is amazing. Like, don't make yourself like any part of the compliment or the center of it or whatever. Like, you know, because when I say I love your sweater, the focus really is me. Like what I enjoy versus if I'm really trying to compliment you about something you have going on like we just make the whole thing by you so you just say your sweater is amazing like or you did that like even the you know or she did that or like versus like oh I love the way she did that like you know it's like no just take you out of it completely and throw those compliments I think it makes it I've experienced that it's a little more personal when I whenever I've gone up somebody and especially when it comes to like if they have something on or they did like you killed that like that is you killed that or like I like the way you did that like it's just it just feels different you know or your outfit today incredible like you know it's all about the person it's it's whatever you're talking so that's just I mean you take it or leave it um we're just saying start with giving compliments but <laughs> let's say lead uh lead with the other person not I don't lead with I so well anyway y'all we appreciate you guys again joining us this week we will be here next Sunday, God willing. <laughs> um, and uh, I look forward to, to, to being with y'all. You look forward to being with the people next week, Brad? Next week, we're here. And it's going to be after her like weekend retreat. So she really, for real, for real, going to be lit. Because <laughs> she would have been like recharged and has like gotten back to this place of like fullness. That's what I'm going to be praying for you. I was like, <laughs> During... reportedly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just going to be praying that, that that's what happened. No, for real, this you have a really amazing time and that uh, when we come back to you guys uh, next time, Raphne will be on a million because she'll be so refreshed. Um, anyway, uh, we love you guys. And again, I need y'all to remember that it's not a hard conversation, y'all. It's a heart conversation. Peace. Hello.